I'm Melissa. I'm Nicole. And this is Hubert. And you're listening to Hot Zone. Ah, oh, what the fuck? I thought we do it at the same time. No, no that there's a little thing in. that comes in. The You've clearly not been listening to our <laughs> Okay, guys. So we have a very, very special guest with us today. Last year's fantasy football winner, number one, MVP, Hubert Hong. Thank you. Thank you. A thank true you. celebrity. Also, don't forget perennial playoff, like, person. Maker? Maker? Yeah, I make it every year. Yeah. Every single year you have? Most years. I think I only missed it like one or two times. We can check the stats later. That checks out. The year I won, I think you got second place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm like a little bit of vet in the league. And uh, also just want to highlight that uh, some call me Hubertino. I'm running for mayor of Cupertino in 2030. That's coming up. I, I got to put my bumper sticker on. That's my coming up. Yeah, we got to get the stickers back out. We got to start campaigning a little bit. We do. So for those out there who don't know Hubert, we didn't introduce Peter very well, apparently, last time. So we'll give a real intro to Hubert. Hubert has been our friend for probably 10 plus years since high school. I didn't go to everyone else's middle school, so I can't say that we've been friends since middle school, Hubert. But definitely since at least probably... I mean, realistically, senior year, but I've known you since freshman year. So yeah, absolutely. Been been with you for a while. Yeah, it's been quite a while. Well, I've I haven't known Hubert as long as you have, Alyssa. I'm not gonna lie, I did not know about Hubert's existence in high school at all. I only met him through some mutual friends when we all gathered back in Hubertino <laughs> together. I actually almost died in your house before. I don't know if you remember that. Was it that one party when Alex's mom brought us all edibles? Yeah, but I was like, no, it was your birthday. It was your birthday when you had to take like 19 shots. No, that was a different time. I almost died before that too. Oh. I took some no-no pills mm-hmm. and then my eyes were going crazy and people were like asking if we should call the ambulance because I was like unresponsive. You've gotten plastered at Nicole's house several times then. Several times. Yeah. So that was the first time. And then we threw like a spontaneous birthday at Nicole's house. So she's always been very motherly to me, which I appreciate. Even before we had any sort of relationship, she's always been fostering and just so caring. I love that. Wanting what's best for me. That's beautiful. And this is why I am the MILF. And for everyone, MILF represents, man, I love football. And man, she does. All right. So speaking of football, should we get into it? Yes. Now that we've introduced our special guest, we will start with the recent news. The first topic I want to hit on is that Alvin Kamara looks like he won't be suspended for the assault that happened in Vegas. Everyone thought he was going to get punished with some sort of game suspension this year, but looks like he might have escaped that fate. Well, did he assault a male or a female? A male. male? Yes. Okay. I mean, he just punched a dude. Like, what was the situation? Yeah, I believe he beat up someone on the strip. There was some altercation. Did he deserve it? I don't know exactly what happened that led to the altercation. And I'm not sure if it was ever published. But a lot happens in Vegas, as we all know, as I know. Ah, what are your experiences in Vegas? That is not family friendly for this pod. (laughs) Yeah, because this pod is so family friendly. Yo, I also want to point out, Nicole, your Zoom background is the 2019 draft. 
I believe it's 2021 right now. It's not 2021 at all. Yeah, it is. Not <laughs> 2021 right now? Hubert, what year do you think it is? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god. <laughs> is it is it 2022? What? Hubert, it's you August. 2021? It's been 2022 for Dude, eight fuck. months. Oh my god. Yo, after I turn 25 though, like all numbers, dates, etc., age, I have no fucking clue. Well, you've okay. missed a good portion of 2022. <laughs> Honestly, nothing happened in 2021, so yeah, we can skip that. I wish that my age was younger, though. I think everyone does. Yeah, everybody does. I feel like it should be. With the pandemic, I feel like all our ages should be subtracting two years. Oh, yeah. I'm not turning 30 for another three years, at least. I agree with that. Gonna be a- like, ever watched The Nanny, how she lies about her age? I've decided that's going to be me. Like, no one ever gets to know my true age. I'm always in my late 20s forever. Like, I'm yeah. going to be 45, and I'm like, I'm 29. What do you mean? <laughs> Yo, as long as you still look like that, it works out. That's what Botox is for. Yeah, that exactly. is exactly why my forehead does not move anymore. Now, some of our male friends cannot say the same because they already look like they're 40. We take, like, a squad picture of just the dudes. And you know how our friend group is relatively diverse, right? Mm-hmm. It looks so weird because the Asians look fucking like 10 years younger than the rest of them. And it just looks like a bunch of strangers like jumbled together. It's like, do these people know each other? Yeah, I know. Exactly. That happens all the time. Like one time we were in, uh, we were in Taiwan. Um, it was me, Eric, and Peter. We <laughs> walking around, we went into a club and the guy didn't believe us that Peter was with us i get that like he kept saying like no 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 american and we're like no no no, he's one of us he's like what do you mean he's like 20 years older than you guys i'm like no he's actually not actually in his 20s he's just really old (laughs) peter did touch on this how people have been thinking he was he's 30 for the last 10 years that's tough that's tough yeah yeah but not all of us can be looking young and beautiful all right, exactly. we've really exactly. we've veered off yeah. topic. This is going to be the longest recording. <laughs> it's good content. In the meantime, though, there is more info I would like to divulge about Alvin Kamara. Yeah. So this assault happened at the bright hours of 6.30 a.m. For most, that would be early in the morning. For Vegas, that's when you end your night. I've been there, done that plenty of times. So it was outside of Dre's. Dre's always has the good after hours and probably the only after hours besides the strip clubs, I think. Um, he was with his girlfriend, some friends, and there was some altercation with a man. The man was running away and the man did something to provoke the group is what Kamara said. So that's what led to the arrest ultimately. Okay. I don't think that's like a violation of anything. He shouldn't get suspended. Yeah, sounds like the other dude was doing some fuck shit and Alvin just hit him, which sometimes you just got to hit a dude, you know? We have way worse shit going on in the league right now. We do, and we will dive into that. We will. Okay, but back to football and people getting their contracts renewed. One that came up on my radar was Justin Tucker, the Ravens kicker. Some say he's the best kicker in the league. Maybe all time. <laughs> yes, maybe. And he got a four-year <laughs> extension, and it's $24 million with $17.5 million guaranteed. It's kind of crazy because when you look at the amounts that kickers get paid compared to wide receivers, quarterbacks, it's a lot lower. 
makes sense. But also kickers can win games and they've won games a lot of times. So I don't know. The price tag seems a little low to me, but he is the highest paid kicker in the entire league. So that's saying something. Not only is it low, but did you know that he's also a professional opera singer? That is random. Yeah. Man of many talents. Is this on YouTube? What? It is on YouTube. Yeah. It's like on NFL films and shit. Wow. I would love to hear he's that. He's a professional opera singer or he sings opera? Because I don't think he has no, time think, to do both. I think he's professional. Oh, no. He makes time. Dude, kickers, literally, you come in, you kick the balls, and you dip. You don't got to go into team meetings or any of that shit. He, he sends his kick, and then he goes to sing his opera? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Justin, man of many talents. Kicker during the day, phantom of the opera at night. Dude, exactly. I love that. Yeah. That's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I just had a visual of... Justin Tucker, like, ripping off his Baltimore Ravens uniform, taking off the helmet, putting on a cape and everything. They should have him sing the national anthem before one yes. of their games. Dude, you're right. That's actually one of my favorite things about football is the national anthem. Like, regardless of if it's Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, whatever game, sometimes they have some really good artists, and I like to, like, really critique them. Okay. Yeah. Good I just know. love people that know how to sing with passion. I've seen you sing and you sing with passion. So you're allowed to judge people on that. Thank you. Did you, uh, you see me uh, sing Tennessee whiskey? Sure have. You showed it to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm very proud as you can tell. <laughs> Quick little humble brag. <laughs> Always. Okay. And the next point that I want to go over, there will be something that we will want to watch come football and fantasy season, especially the NFL wants the referees to focus more on illegal contact. So that's when a defensive player makes contact with someone on the offense, when the quarterback still has the ball and is in the pocket. That results in a five-yard penalty and also an automatic first down, which is pretty substantial because anytime things become an automatic first down, then they get four more opportunities to go forth on the field. And this is that how a first down works? <laughs> I'm just explaining it for some people who might be learning as we go. Okay. But I think this is one to watch since I have been the victim of my fantasy players getting the points taken away time after time. So another one to watch. I think a lot of the rule changes that happen every season, it takes a couple of games for the rest to get used to what's called and how they want to call it. Some rest will be okay with more physicality and some will just ignore it. So it is going to be tough to see. Hopefully that does change just because it's really shitty when like a dude barely gets touched and he starts flopping. It becomes like soccer or basketball. So we don't want to get away from the physicality of NFL because that's why we love it. So hopefully, hopefully we, uh, we get some bigger hits. Amen. I love the physicality of it all too. So yeah, they just love watching two grown men just grunting and hitting each other. There's nothing speed. I love more. Yeah. You know? Sweat all over their body. Just muscular men, you know? Yum. <laughs> oh man. Great. That's why I, that's why I do this, you know, football is back. Football is back. Indeed. <laughs> and then I really should have stuck Alvin Kamara's incident into this segment that I titled, but it's my men acting up. Or bad boys segment. Insert the theme song of cops right now. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Exactly. 
So let's pretend Alvin Kamara rolled up under this category, but the first one I want to touch on, Frank Gore, Niners running back, beloved by many. He was caught dragging a woman, apparently naked, by her hair down a hotel hallway earlier this year when he was in Havana. The cops were called, but he wasn't charged until the next day. She didn't want to press charges, I think, at the time. But yeah, pretty crazy. So he has that pending against him. I don't know what was happening, but also a side note, he no longer plays for the Niners, but he's now a boxer. So I don't know, a little bit strange. The details were not great to read, but yeah. I believe that is not okay. It reminds me of Ray Rice and that deserves a cancel. So I think we should cancel him, not talk about it anymore. He doesn't deserve the praise. Fuck what he did in his career. That's fucked up. Things need to change. Damn, Hubert really fucking laying down the hammer. I don't disagree. You can't be dragging women across the hallway. Like, that's too much, you know? I'm over it. It feels very like Aaron Hernandez of like, sometimes I just think their brains are a little broken, which I mean, not even just Aaron Hernandez. That's like most football players are like overly aggressive. Don't love it. Don't love it. So yeah, cancel him. I mean, especially with running backs, they're just diving in and getting the hardest hits sometimes. So I mean, the CTE is definitely very real, but yeah, I think everyone was pretty shocked to hear this news. Or at least I was. It made a lot of headlines. I think, I think it's a little bit controversial to bring it, to kind of blame it just on CTE. You have to think about the player's upbringing, right? What they think is normalized in their own families and their own cultures. I think those are things you have to like look at first before you just ultimately jump to CTE. CTE is a very important topic that must be kind of, you know, talked about more and looked into more but i do believe that there is a correlation with how somebody is raised which causes them to act in a certain way and not be able to control their emotions so i think what's a better topic is talking about these players and having them go to therapy like really just making it a normal thing and normalizing mental health and talking about your issues and your past traumas amen That is a solid point, Hubert. I mean, while CTE has been a big thing that has come up, it is true that their past experiences as a child and how they, what they experience, their family life, all of that does impact what their actions and CTE combined with that perhaps probably does not help. But yes, that is a very fair point. I appreciate that drop of knowledge men should go to therapy agree heard it here first on hot zone agree i think everyone should go to therapy there's nothing wrong with therapy 100 but women kind of already go to therapy so to all those on new online like therapists and different companies that are promoting mental health hot zone is a great podcast with a ton of listeners where you can really help reach the right audiences and better help where are you at better help where are you at where are you at <laughs> exactly, you you right exactly. Here. i know y'all are listening we can insert you right here there's a ton of engaged listeners both men and women and let's normalize mental health and just talking about your traumas and issues amen absolutely health and wellness health and wellness 
you know who needs health and wellness is the next person I bring up. And I'm not even going to say his name anymore because I've said it too many times on the podcast. Hubert, you'll know who I'm referencing unless you've been listening. But he who shall not be named, who is currently still facing what his punishment will be, he started in his first preseason game against the Jaguars. He's the quarterback of the Browns. Um, he got booed by Jaguars fans on his first snap, as he should, honestly. I find it ridiculous that with everything that has been happening and still pending, that he's able to take the field and still play for the Browns. If I was a Browns fan, I would be disgusted, honestly. To be fair, there are a ton of Browns fans that have openly said that they are not for him. I think what's more important and what was not discussed a lot was how the coach of the Browns, the GMs and all that stuff, how they really took no flack. The organization as a whole took a lot of flack, but not the individuals that actually uh, welcome him with open arms, right? So it was clear that he did something wrong. Even Roger Goodell said that his behavior was predatory. I think that's obvious. So I, I put more, I put more questioning on the actual coach and also the GMs who probably in the past have been advocates for women and for domestic violence and sexual violence and things like that. So I think more questions need to be put on their shoulders. I agree. I think that was very well put. We got to have you on the podcast more often, Hubert. Dude, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love this shit. <laughs> but um, I think another thing I want to like mention too is like, I really hope that it never gets downplayed. And as you saw in the preseason game, how they were cheering like you sick fuck that follows him for the rest of his career. What I saw in those couple plays that he did uh, actually have a drive. He was like one of five, got like no fucking yards. So I hope that everything that's going on off the field is affecting him mentally to a point where he's not going to be the same player. And then the Browns will also kind of, they're, they're going to suffer from that too because they paid this dude like 230 million. So I feel like the perfect scenario is gets his suspension, comes back, continues to get booed, continues to get fucked over. Society just is not about his actions. And then he just becomes a shitty player. And then the Browns waste their money. Go Browns. Yeah, I mean, the Browns definitely were aware of the accusations against him when they did the deal for him. But yeah, I I don't think it's right that he's still playing football, but I agree that I hope what's I hope it is impacting him as a person and he shouldn't be even on the field. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. All right, and then now the next person. This one isn't really that much in the bad category that Frank Gore and he who shall not be named are in, but Jake Paul. You guys know who Jake Paul is, right? Yeah. The, like, YouTuber? YouTuber slash boxer. UFC fighter. Okay, Okay. so not a football player. Like, the actual Jake Paul. Yes. Isn't, Isn't he both? He's not on an NFL team. What, you thought he was a football player? No, I said Jake Paul, he's a, oh, I thought we were, I've said both as a YouTuber and a UFC fighter. You know, he's going to be like a top 10 draft pick. Uh, everybody's projecting him to go really high right now. He has a ton of potential. I'm, I'm thinking yeah, about first. He's a little bit of a sleeper. People keep searching Jake Paul. Why isn't he showing up? You know, people, <laughs> I heard it on people, people doubted that he wasn't going to be able to box and look at him now. He proved them all wrong. So I wouldn't draft him too high, but definitely look for him out in the second or third round. 
Okay, what about what about Jake Paul, the YouTuber okay, slash boxer so slash maybe third round? So his girlfriend is Julia Rose. You guys have heard of her, right? No. I've I've seen I've seen her titties online, yes. Yes. So Alyssa, to give you some context, she was on Are You I the think one. I got the context. She has her titties. She online. was on Are You the One a, a really long time ago, but oh, okay. she ended up creating this company called Shag Mag, where it's an adult magazine, I think. What she's famous for is she got banned from, I think, all baseball games because she, during the World Series, flashed her boobs on TV to promote her magazine. It worked. She sounds like the exact type of person that would be with Jake Paul. (laughs) She's very interesting. But... A NFL player DM Julia Rose and he basically aired out this dirty laundry and he bleeped out the words in the video that he posted saying that this football player DM'd her. But people responded back to that tweet saying that they could read the lips and it was Devo Samuel who DM'd Ooh. Julia Rose. Devo! Sliding in those Devo. I could see Devo trying to shoot his shot, though, at Julia Rose. I love Devo in the DMs. Good for him. Devo in the DMs. I would pick Devo over Jake Paul. (laughs) What about Jimmy? Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, yeah. What if Jimmy slid in? I think that would make a difference. If Jimmy Garoppolo slid into Julia's DMs? I feel like Jimmy doesn't even need a slide. Jimmy does not. He just needs to smile and walk around. Great guy. But I will be mentioning our boy Jimmy G soon on this recent news topic. And also, fun fact, Jake Paul allegedly in the video didn't know who Debo Samuel is. Like, how do you not know who he is? Because Jake Paul's an idiot. Okay, that is fair. I mean, he's not much of a football guy, even though he's going to be a great player somewhere in that second round. (laughs) (laughs) So the last one to wrap up the bad boys segment slash men acting up is Marshawn Lynch. He got caught driving down the Las Vegas Strip, I believe, or somewhere near, and his car, he was driving just on one rim. Like, one of his tires was just completely gone. And they charged him with a DUI. They said when they pulled him over, he was falling asleep while talking to the officers. There's a video where they showed the officers pulled him out of the car, and his mugshot looks really bad his eyes are all wonky and he did not look good apparently he reeks of alcohol at this time these are these are all allegations we do not have the evidence right so it's important that we look at due process in the court of law until we make any assumptions Marshawn Lynch is a great human. I don't know if you guys know about the Family First Foundation out in Oakland. He gives back to the community consistently. I have heard about that. Yes. Yes. I know he gives back quite a lot. He's my favorite player of all time. Fun guy. If you guys ever watch any uh, videos of him on YouTube, very hilarious guy. He's really good at being true to himself. Are you Marshawn Lynch's lawyer? Like, what is that? Like, what? (laughs) This is like Marshawn Lynch hype hour. Due process in the court of law. Uh, I plead the fifth. I mean, I'm looking at his mugshot right now. It's not looking good. And to only drive on a rim, like, you got to be fucked up to not notice that there's no tire there. You know, there's, like, Facetune nowadays that girls use, you know, to, like, kind of edit their photos and stuff like that. There's a bunch of filters out there. Fake news. 
You should be uh, his press secretary. You're doing great. But I'm going to say he probably was real turnt between the rim thing and the mugshot. He was he was not here with us. He was on a different planet. As as fellow Bay Area natives, he was just participating in the culture of getting hyphy. He was getting hyphy, too hyphy. You know, (laughs) he should have gone back to the aquarium and seen the otters because he was hyphy that day and in a safe and fun, family friendly way. So family friendly hyphy, family friendly (laughs) hyphy at the otters. But uh, well, hopefully, I mean, that sucks for him. DUIs are not cool. So Hopefully he learns his lesson. I don't well, know. if uh, if he was ghost riding, then maybe he was not. Then he was being true to the bay. That's yeah, true. It wasn't exactly. his, wasn't on him. He was letting like Casper drive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I guess we will find out, guys, soon when Marshawn Lynch rolls up in court with his attorney Hubert Hong. My guy. <laughs> All right, so I think that's enough on all of the bad boys, some worse than others. Either way, we'll park them on the side and only good news moving forward. All right, the next person, hot off the press or hot off the surgery bed is Zach Wilson, Milf Hunter, and he had surgery today. Today is August 16th. He suffered a non-contact injury during the preseason game. Um, A lot of medical chatter about what it was, something about the meniscus. Anyways, I'm not going to go into it, but he has to rest. The surgery went well. He flew to LA. Shout out Hubert. He's near you. Um, He might not be ready for week one. So there was speculation that the Jets might try to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, but It looks like the Jets have not made any moves for Jimmy. So it looks like they're going to stick with Joe Flacco until it's shown that Zach Wilson can take the field. It doesn't seem like it's going to be by week one, but we shall see. Um, Either way, poor Jimmy. He's like an orphan and just stuck at his foster home of the Niners right now. I, I have further speculations on Zach Wilson. And his alleged trip to Los Angeles. Tell us. Los Angeles is known as the city of MILFs. (laughs) That's true, actually. And a meniscus tear is around two to four weeks. I believe Zach Wilson has been stressed from the lack of MILFs because of all the media attention. And the team granted him the okay to go to Los Angeles and get his MILF hunting on. I believe okay. I believe he's using the next two to four weeks to just get his dick wet and then get some of those kooks. <laughs> I love that for him, if that's the truth. Now that you've said that, that is 100% the narrative I'm going with. The MILF hunter is on the prowl. Get the Jets ready I, for the season. Exactly. And just for our audience out there, don't ever Google image search MILF hunter because I did. Because I'm typically Google imaging search the whole time we're doing this podcast to get a visual for people. Don't get a visual for MILF hunters. Unless unless you're into that shit. Unless you're into just a lot of titties. Just a whole lot of titties. This is not family friendly, Alyssa. Please. This podcast never is. We're we're past that. We're past that. I mark it explicit when I post it on the RSS feed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so who knows? I guess Zach Wilson needs to get his mind right. His mental right. What? It sounds like Hubert knows. Yeah. You want your quarterback to be relaxed, confident, and a team leader. And what better way to do that than to go for some milfs and have a good time for two and a half weeks or four weeks. 
So I guess he has to get his mind right before the season starts. Um, similar to his friend, Tom Brady, quarterback for the Bucks. Are as- they friends? No, I don't think so. But Tom also is taking a leave of absence and he won't be back until the season starts, I think. What's he doing? He got probably got family shit. So allegedly what happened before he re-signed and announced that he was coming back, he had told the front office that these dates he would have to have to himself. So they were already aware of it. I think what happened was in the two weeks where he was quote unquote retired, he probably planned to take his kids to school. Cause if you think about it right now is the start of school. Mm-hmm. So I think he's just going to take his kids to school for two weeks and then just dip out on being a father again. I mean, at least he's there for those two weeks, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know why the, there's so much in news and they're just spinning up all these crazy stories. The school thing seems very likely. Yeah. Hold up. Shout out to Giselle. Shout out to Giselle holding it down. Always holding down the fort. Women are the backbone of the household. As my dad said, the or no, not my dad, my mom. The man is the head of the household, but the woman is the neck. Okay, that's from my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Yo, Posse plagiarizing. <laughs> yeah, that's like very good. It's like a very popular quote from that movie, but whatever, guys. <laughs> that's the truth. Anyways. Okay, and then the very last thing, guys, looks like next year Thanksgiving, so not this season, but next season, it will be more eventful football-wise because they are adding a game on Black Friday and Amazon will have the rights to air the game. So we're getting even more football during the Thanksgiving weekend season. I cannot think of anything better. Am I right? I already thought there was games on Black Friday, so shows how much I know. You know, Walmart has a great offering called Walmart Plus. It's very similar to Amazon's, and we actually have. Um, we have- uh, this is not a plug for Walmart, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. Shop at the dub. I actually do need a new TV, so if Walmart's got the deals oh. on Black Friday, let me know. Dude, I got you on ten percent too. Even better, I'll hit you up in November. Except you might not ever get the TV, and it might come broken. Okay, so then I definitely probably won't hit you up. What? That was a terrible pitch. Aren't you in marketing? You're really bad at it. You have convinced me not to buy anything from Walmart. They should really give you a raise. They have. (laughs) Okay, guys. So that's all the recent news. I know there was a lot, a lot of good combo. You guys both brought a lot of good points. Love the working session we had. Loved it. Appreciate it. All right, guys, but now it's time to dismiss all the talk about all the hot men, what they're wearing. We don't give a fuck anymore. All we care about is it's fantasy football draft time, and this is where we get serious, really dive in and lean in, do the deep dive into who we want to draft, who we think is going to pop off, who is going to fall short of expectations. We are touching on, guys, give me a drum roll. Okay, let's edit in a drum roll. Um, Give me one. <laughs> we're talking about running backs and handcuffs and wide receivers. Okay, so before we dive into any of that, 
let me get a definition on what the fuck a handcuff is. Because to me, I'm thinking like a sex thing, and I know that's probably not what it is. So tell me what it means. Okay, let me educate the audience. So there is a running back, RB1, and then the handcuff is who would replace them in case they went down, got injured, or maybe they played a lot of they played a lot in the game. They're backup essentially. They're cuffed together. Okay. Feel like we could just say running backs and backups. They but call it handcuffs. Sure. So we're going with the verbiage that the NFL has given us. Fine. No, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Keep going. Who were say what you were gonna say? Say it. I don't think the NFL calls them handcuffs. They definitely call RB one, RB two. Okay. And I personally, I personally do not use handcuffs. I'd prefer uh, two running back committee where I know the team is good at running and they have a solid O line rather than getting a shitty RB1 on a team that doesn't run well, who's going to give me like fucking four or five points on a weekly basis. Okay. That was a lot of knowledge. So let's start with the running backs. I will call them the running backs and the handcuffs, but others can call it whatever they want. Okay. The first one that I want to go into Dalvin cook and Alexander Madison. Oh, wait, first of all, they're both on the Vikings for those that do not know. Um, Dalvin Cook, last year he was out from an injury multiple times, especially near the end of fantasy, which was very annoying for me. Very, very annoying considering the fact that I picked him as my first round pick for two of the leagues. As you can tell, I'm a little bit salty still. Anyways, Madison stepped in and got just as many fantasy points as Dalvin Cook. There really wasn't any gap from RB1 to RB2, so it really looked like he was able to perform at the same level as Dalvin Cook. So I honestly think they're a pretty solid pair to go with. I have to disagree with that because Minnesota is switching their offense to be pass first. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a new coach in town, Kevin O'Connell. And he was actually an assistant coach for the Rams. The Rams were a fast pass first offense, if you think about it. Yes. And all of their running backs were play action. So they caught a lot of balls. They also ran it. And then that is Dalvin Cook's strength. That is not Madison's strength. So they're going to be passing the ball a lot more, leveraging Justin Jefferson a lot more, leveraging Kirk Cousins a lot more. I do not think that Madison is going to be a good pick. Dalvin Cook may be a good pick. Obviously, he's going to be in the top 10 somewhere, but you also have to factor in the fact that he does get injured a lot. So you have to be prepared for that. And that is true. And that is a good hot take. See, Hubert, this is why it's good. I think we need to have you on the subsequent episodes as well. A lot of knowledge. Um, yes, Dalvin Cook has not proven to be very strong in terms of his body. He's a bit fragile, as we all know. Um, and yeah, if they're switching their offensive plays to more pass heavy, then this season might look different for the Vikings for sure. And for our fantasy boards. Yeah. So Kirk Cousins, go ahead. sleeper too, low key. Who? Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk. Oh God. Loves Jesus. Jesus loves you. Jesus does not love me, but I'm going to go ahead and underscore what Hubert said because the one way I draft based on the ESPN fantasy rankings, Justin Jefferson is a lot higher than Davin Cook. So ESPN knows what's up and they agree with Hubert. So well done, Hubertino. Okay. All right. You should basically be the next Matthew Barry. 
You know? yes. Dude, that, that dude's trash, honestly. <laughs> well, he retired. So it sounds like there's an open spot. You're right. And I'm young. I'm fun. Well, they pulled up one of the guys it. from the team to step into Matthew's spot. Hmm. But we I'll, need some I'll diversity. We need some diversity in the ESPN. That is true. We do. We do. I'll send an email. Because, you know, I have the clout with the ESPN. <laughs> I'll let them know. <laughs> okay, but that's good to know about the Vikings. Very good, Hubert. Very good. You passed your first test. Okay, then the next one. And this is all based on, okay, a lot of this is based on my knowledge from the previous season. If teams are switching it up, which I'm sure they are. Every season is a new season. You can't go in with, in with that mentality. Okay, well... <laughs> Hubert, why don't you tell us one of the running backs and handcuffs then? Yeah, who are you picking up? Who's your first running back? You know, Hubert? running backs is going to be a little bit hard. It really depends on your draft position. But obvious, the obvious ones are going to be Jonathan Taylor. You got Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry. Those are all offenses that are very run heavy because they have a great offensive line that's good at run blocking. So those are the obvious picks. Injuries, things of that nature, those are obviously unpredictable. So running back as your first round pick is a little bit sketchy. Uh, depending on where you're placed, I prefer to go wide receiver first, just because you know you're going to get certain production out of certain guys. So, for example, Joe Mixon, he's going to get the ball a lot. Cooper Cup. He's coming into his second year. He's going to be getting a lot more targets. I don't think Cup's going to play as well, just because there's going to be a much larger focus on him, and they're going to be watching where he's on the field at all times. He's still going to get the ball, but not at the same production as last year. So to answer your question, in terms of running backs, the only ones that I would feel comfortable with taking in the first round would be Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, Derrick Henry, because those are all teams that are committed to running the ball. That is a very solid answer. And Jonathan Taylor was definitely on my list as well. Christian McCaffrey, I know that he has been ranked as one of the top picks, but he's also fragile to me. Like, I even read an article about how during practice and training camp, they wanted him to be more limited and not really do everything full strength or drills just because his body is a little fragile. So, I, think, I don't know. I think it's less of fragility and more of protecting their investment because they did invest into millions and millions of dollars on him. So, by risking putting him through, like, a full practice and stuff, you're not really protecting your investment and you might not even let him see, see the field, which obviously goes to the point where he is a little bit fragile. That is important, but he's still one of the best running backs regardless. That is true. But I mean, I think people that had him on fantasy last year didn't see their return on investment. Don't even talk to me about Christian McCaffrey fantasy last year. I had first picked drafted CMC. Did I win? Absolutely fucking not. I don't even think I made playoffs. How many times did you put him in, actually, Alyssa? I think he played the first two games, either got injured in the second or third game. I want to say he was injured in the third game, and then he was out almost the entire season, and he came back right at the end. So he was useless. He literally sat in my IR spot the whole season and did nothing for me. So fuck Christian did, did Did the fact that he went to Stanford factor into your decision in drafting him? It did not factor in, but I do love him a little bit more because he was a Cardinal. We love a good Cardinal. There was someone else recently that I realized was also from Stanford. I can't remember who it is now, but 
if they went to Stanford, I love them a little bit more, although Stanford's not that good at football. So maybe it's like not for us, you know, go to like a real school, go to LSU, you know, LSU. Okay. I don't know. That was the first one that came to mind. It's either that or like the block, like old miss and yeah, yeah, the classic like, Alabama. Ole Miss, this is okay. the blind side. The cla- just the whole, just the South, you know? You're not coming to Stanford because you're, like, top tier in the football range. Like, you can play football in college, but if you can play football, you're going to the South. But now that we have, like, the Ro- Roe v. Wade ruling in all these different states that are pro-life, do you think that factors in to kids choosing their schools? Knowing they're going to get pussy, right? You don't want to get trapped. I think it's interesting. I think it would factor into the decision of a woman, but I wouldn't have thought it would factor into the decision of a man. But you men don't also- care. Men don't give a shit about abortion because it's not their problem. Even if the woman can or cannot have an abortion, men are trash and will just abandon the baby if they want to. But you can also travel back to your home state and get an abortion if you needed to. Depends on the state. Some states are trying to criminalize that. So don't go to Louisiana or like Alabama. Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. it's it's rough out there. Basically, don't get pregnant in the South. Is sort of don't worry. (laughs) Right now, yeah, it wasn't on my to do list. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) circling back, Christian McCaffrey is a no go. I think I don't think I would pick him either. Um, I think someone that you touched on, Huber, who had a breakout season last year, is Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he was incredible. Honestly, Um, I really think he will continue to show his strength on the field. And I also think his backup, Naheem Hines, I think I said his first name correct. He's also not bad from what I saw, honestly. And if Indiana is going to continue with the run-heavy game, then those two together could be pretty good. Yeah, I think they're going to pass a little bit more, but it's still going to be based off of the run because they didn't change coordinators. They still have the same head coach, so their identity is going to be the same. Just that now that they have Matt Ryan, they have more of a trust trustworthy game manager. Okay, and I think one team that I would definitely stay away from, I honestly didn't don't think there's been much change from what I've seen. Hubert, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the Niners' backfield is a complete disaster zone. I don't think they have even settled on who's really RB1, RB2, RB3. I All of last season, they were trying to f- just figure out who could run the ball and people were getting injured. And then eventually they were using Debo for a while. That's just a team I would stay far, far away from, even if you see someone high up on the ranks to pick them for the draft. Yeah, so they can be a little bit unpredictable, but it really depends on like when you're picking, right? So Elijah Mitchell is going to be their feature back. Uh, he was the feature back for majority. He sucks, dude. Well, he's still going to give you the yards, right? And if what picking- yards, dude? What yards, man? There were no yards that I got last year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, chill, 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 chill. But he might not give you the touchdowns. He's going to get you a little bit of yards, right? So if you get him on like the fourth round. Maybe, and probably not third round, fourth or fifth round. That's still like a little bit of a steal when you have less depth. I guess he could also be useful for a trade opportunity too, because some people could see him as being more value. Um, and I think, yeah, you remember, I mean, you have to remember that Debo, part of the conversation as to why he did not get extended was because he wanted to take less hits and not run as much. While they may yes. still use him as a back. I truly believe that they're going to use more of a true feature back like Elijah Mitchell. 
I mean, I hope that he got better from last season and there's year-over-year improvement because... You also got to remember, they got a change in quarterback. Trey that's Lance. true. He got Trey left. area. He might be the one that's going to be running the ball a little bit more himself. He's going to sling it a little bit more. They're going to take a lot more risks. So Brandon Ayuk is going to be a good dude. He, uh, he apparently had a really good camp, so they could be a little bit more passy-happy too. So I wouldn't be like as unconfident in drafting Elijah Mitchell if he was like a fourth round or something like that. All right. Great. Alyssa, is there anyone else that you want to cover in terms of running backs that we have not hit on? No, I don't think so. I think that kind of sort of covered it. I mean, I think I'm what pick number six, pick number seven. So I'm probably drafting Jamar Chase if he's still free. Oh my God, my man receiver. Although Hebert told me I should draft a right receiver. Jamar. Dalvin Cook, honestly, I wasn't mad about him last year. So like I might pick him up. We'll see. But yeah, I I have no one else other than Leonard Fournette, which you know I love. Leonard, Leonard Fournette, Fournette was because... really good last year. And I Bucks 2023. Who was his backup? His backup wasn't bad either. Rojo's on a different team now. His backup just didn't yeah. really play that much. I feel like Leonard was always in. You think of the, you think of the year before. The year before they were like two back committee. Last year it was Leonard Fournette feature back. Yeah, for sure. But he came to training camp thick as fuck. So true. He was so thick. There was so many memes about how fat he was. But like that's I mean, men can like gain and lose weight so easily. You put it on and then you've shuttered all down. Not, a, not our friends. Muscle. So Leonard's coming <laughs> back stronger than ever. Well, not honestly, that they tried. that's on you guys or whoever, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's so much easier for a guy. Like, um, what's his face? Rob McElhenney, the guy in Oh, yeah, Sunny, dude, he who plays Mac. He literally gained and lost 60 pounds in like three months. Like, men can do that. Women absolutely could never do that. But Leonard, Leonard Fournette could easily lose all that weight, come back stronger than ever. I will always love him. He is the reason why I love the Bucks primarily. Him and Mike Evans did it for me last year. So the defense, Alyssa. Do you know for like what about the defense? I'm not forgetting about my Tampa Bay defense. They also held it down. You just forgot about them, me, Alyssa. But they weren't scoring me the big points. They right? scored like, they me were hella solid. points. I was, that- Different times. There was, yeah, there was definitely some games where they like hit like in the twenties. Those picture, sure, but one time they did like any them. games when I was ever the weekly winner last year. It was because of Leonard Fournette or Mike Evans. Like those two did it. Nicole, me. you really put an emphasis on the D in defense. I noticed. <laughs> Are you surprised though? <laughs> she's wearing a shirt that says MILF. Obviously, she's going to emphasize the D in defense. Dude, football gets her hot and bothered. I love it. Very, very crazy. This whole podcast is called The Hot Zone. Like, what do you think that means? You know, it's not actually about football. It's about Nicole being turned on. For the kids, though, right? For the kids. <laughs> For the kids. Okay, though. guys, enough, enough, enough from the peanut gallery. Okay, enough about the running backs. Let's get into the juicy wide receivers. That sounded really weird. That was hey, not intended. Don't worry, you're, you're getting horny. I feel you. <laughs> Nicole's getting horny. Alyssa's getting drunk. This is just podcasting. <laughs> oh my god. Episode 11 and we're at this level, guys. Okay, Huber, I am actually excited to hear about your takes on the wide receivers that I believe will pop off this season. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, the first one, Rashad Bateman, Baltimore Ravens wide receiver, Alyssa. Yes, I knew you would have that look. 
So now the Ravens, they sent Marquise Brown to the Cardinals and Sammy Watkins, another one of their main wide receivers, went to the Packers. So I think Bateman will get a lot more targets this year. And with the Ravens, Lamar also has, before in the previous season, I know he loves to run the ball and everything, but I believe, as I saw from last season, he started to throw the ball to more of the wide receivers and was trying to not hog the ball as much. Thoughts, Hubert? Uh, well, if we're talking fantasy and drafting and things like that, where are you expecting him to be drafted, right? Because I don't think that's like a top pick. He might be a sleeper to do a little bit more. But if you think about it, the Ravens are a run first team. Unfortunately for them, they lost three running backs, three of their starting running backs to ACLs last year. It's still a Greg Roman offense. Lamar Jackson actually allegedly came back into camp gaining 18 pounds of muscle to me oh oh of muscle right i thought you were me, saying gaining 18 no, 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 pounds no, no, like he's no, no, more no, no, stocky no. i remember like the Lenny. photos we posted on hot zone actually he's shredded yeah to me that is an indication that he's ready to run more so if you think about it with the ravens as well mark andrews is their wide receiver one even though he's a tight end so you have True. to think of bateman as a wide receiver too True. That connection is pretty, pretty tight. I remember he, I had Mark Andrews in one league and he got a lot of targets from Lamar. Um, okay. These are just the list I'm going to go through. These are just more sleeper people. Honestly, it's not like your Jamar chases, your Cooper cups of the world. It's more people that you might, you know, look for like in the sidelines a little bit and just, not like your top picks, but medium, maybe. Who are drafting in, like, the later rounds. Not too later, just middle round, maybe. So are you saying, like, okay. three, four, four, five? No, like, I'm five, giving six. Rashad, like, five, six, yeah. It's okay. But time will tell when we draft. What do you think about some of the guys that are going to take a next step because maybe the wide receiver won? had gone to a different team. So, for example, Alan Lazard on Green Bay. Green Bay is always going to be a pass-heavy offense. They no longer have Devontae Adams because True. he decided to come to a Super Bowl-winning team known <laughs> as the Raiders. Um, so, Alan Lazard is one of those guys that's going to take that next <laughs> Super Bowl-winning? When is the last time the Raiders won the Super Bowl, Hubert? It's going to be this Tell year. Us. It's going to be this year. Oh, is it? Yeah. Really? Is it? That's so weird. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure the Bucks are going to win, so... I don't, know about that. Andre. I don't know about that. Raiders. Should we bet on it? Oh, let's go. Let's bet. What if we both lose? <laughs> <laughs> then I get the money. I get the money if you both lose. I don't know if that's how that works. The odds seem to be in my favor. <laughs> nah, bucks all the way. Okay, so yes, Hubert, as you were saying, Devontae Adams did reunite with his old buddy, Derek Carr. So Green Bay is lacking that wide receiver one position. Is there a question to follow up with that? Or and there was no question, but you think that Alan Lazard okay, will, okay, okay. will... So you think Alan Lazard will fill that role, or are there any other candidates that you think could? 
So I definitely believe Alan Lazard is going to be the one that fills that number one. If you look at Rogers' career, whenever one of his wide receiver ones is starting to slow down, maybe getting close to retirement, it's always a random second or third round guy that just takes that extra step. And it usually takes a couple of years for those receivers to develop that chemistry with Rogers. So maybe they didn't do as good last year because they still had Devontae, but they probably worked in the offseason to develop that chemistry. Lazard probably understands the offense a little bit better. He's in his third year, I believe. So I think he's going to take that next step. And then uh, the Packers also drafted another wide receiver in the second round, forgot his name. He's probably not going to do as well this year, but maybe next year, the year after, he's going to take that next step. I mean, not all wide receivers can step in and just it fits like a glove, like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. That's true. And that is facts. Um, but honestly, Hubert, I know you mentioned that Rodgers developing that chemistry over a few years, but does Rodgers even have a few years left in him? Well, he just re-signed for three to four years. Okay. All right. I guess and, three to four years. <laughs> and he did ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is a spiritual opener that really allows you to take into perspective of what life really is and really appreciate what you have with this new perspective that he has i think it'll unlock a new power where he's going to be even better than ever yes i heard that interview and i heard how it felt like there were a hundred hands touching him or something like that and also the nfl i think confirmed that that did not violate any policies on their end so that's rogers is uh, all good an enlightened man this that's because it's a medicine it's not a drug yes Okay, the next person, and I just mentioned this team, actually. So the Bengals, Tyler Boyd, I think he will also be someone that sees more action this year. Burrow clearly has a strong connection with Jamar Chase, as we saw last year. That should only get better this season, and also with Higgins as well. But I believe Boyd also will be up there in terms of getting the ball as well when the those two aren't maybe playing in the game or just as a wide receiver three? Well, Boyd is a slot receiver, so it's going to be shorter yardage. And it's better for PPR. So if anybody's listening that is in a PPR league, that might be a little bit better. Obviously, there's Me still a receiver there. So there's a ton of receivers, so I wouldn't rely on him in PPR, but I think he's more of a PPR guy because he's coming out of the slot. He's not going to be on the outside. T. Higgins and Jamar are going to be on the outside a lot more. Me and Alyssa are in the PPR league or half PPR. So Tyler Boyd is on our radar. Okay. But on the topic of like tier one wide receivers like Devontae Adams, and then on that topic of how teams now will need have a, like a void of who the wide receiver one is, another team that I want to mention, another player I want to mention is CD Lamb, right? Last year, Dallas Cowboys, it was still kind of unclear who the number receiver, number one wide receiver was. Was it CeeDee Lamb? Was it Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper is now in the Browns. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> That's a losing team. But I believe that that really gives opportunity for CeeDee to become the true number one. He's going to get a shitload of targets, already has a great connection with Dak. Dak is the thrower, so CD is, that's why CeeDee is going to be a great player. Oh, and Michael Pittman Jr. He's on the Indianapolis Colts. That's a hard word to say, Indianapolis. Indianapolis, yes. It's a long word. It's a long word. A lot of syllables yeah. in there. So Michael Pittman Jr., last year, his quarterback was Carson Wentz. This year, his quarterback is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is a good thrower. Regardless of what people say, he's elite. He had Julio Jones, 
Julio and Michael Pittman Jr., completely different people, but similar body type. So I feel like Pittman is going to have a good year, even though they are a run-first team. Honestly, don't even get me started on Julio Jones. So annoying. Okay, I won't. I had him on all three teams. He were all three of them, and he didn't do shit. And now he's going to the Bucks. And watch him have a great season, honestly. I'm going to pick him Freaking up, annoying. and he's going to do great things for me. I can already sense it. Oh, um, and last, last one. Don't forget about DeAndre Hopkins. He's serving a six-game suspension. And he's right now has his ADP around like the third or fourth round. So he's an easy sleeper where if you draft him, he's for sure going to give you production. That is a good he's point. Just okay, though. Hopkins? No, nah, he's like a top three wide receiver. He's, I've had him on my team like he's a couple so of times. Good. He's never impressed me. I've never been impressed. My expectations. Um, I don't know. So while DeAndre is suspended, Hubert, do you think that the Cardinals are going to run the ball more with James Conner, or do you think they will just throw to different people? Their their offense is definitely like backyard style. So whenever coverage breaks down, that's when Kyler Murray kind of just does his own thing. So there's going to be receivers that get open. He spreads the ball a lot. Uh, I forgot who they picked up. Was it Rondell Moore or somebody else? But they have a couple fast guys that are going to be able to like go downfield when um Kyler breaks out of the pocket and it just like scrambles a little bit so there's good potential there um but rather than going with an Arizona wide receiver I actually want you guys to remember Amon Ross St. Brown so this is a guy Lions on the Lions he started off a little bit slow but towards the end of the season he was getting like 12 to 20 points every single week he is Jared Goss number one target even though they drafted a wide receiver, he is the guy. And I think he's going to have crazy production because Jared Goff does like to sling it a little bit, even though they're the Lions. I don't know if you guys are watching Hard Knocks, but I think the Lions are going to be pretty good. I'm not watching Hard Knocks, but I do love when you say sling it. Sling it. <laughs> I just, I enjoy it. <laughs> um, yeah, that I've heard of him, but I have not had him on my team. So that could be one to watch for sure. I think the last one I want to mention is Juju Smith-Schuster. And he is now a chief. And we know that Tyreek Hill has now moved to the Dolphins. Good luck with Tua. Okay, so the last one is Juju Smith-Schuster. Now he's on the Chiefs, and the top wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, is now on the Dolphins. So I think Juju could see a lot of action with the Chiefs since that top guy is out. And Juju was not bad when he was on the Steelers last year. So what are your thoughts, guys? So do you think he's going to produce on the field? Or produce in TikTok views by collaborating with Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> that Honestly. is hilarious. Who do you think is more annoying, Jackson or Brittany? Jackson. I am so glad my TikTok algorithm gives me none of this because I've never seen a Jackson Mahomes TikTok. I've never seen a Brittany Mahomes TikTok. These people are not, not hitting my thing. So good for me. This has nothing to do with Juju, but I just thought I would throw that in there. That my algorithm, my algorithm stays true. I think it has a lot to do with Juju because Juju's history with the Steelers was there was a lot of flack 
of TikToking too much and doing dances too much. But now he just wants to express himself. So he found a team that's going to allow him to express himself. I think that's going to affect him on field. Because instead of focusing on the game plan, he's going to be thinking about what touchdown dance to do. Why is he even out here on TikTok? Like, let's focus up. The, let's, learn dude, some, let's learn some runs. Imagine it's a new generation. It's a new generation. I hate Imagine that. if, like, his first touchdown with the Chiefs, Jackson just starts doing this dance with him on the field. <laughs> Yo, they're going to collab for show. So much. They're going to collab for show. Oh, my gosh. That's Ew. so hilarious. I feel like once you're a Chief, <laughs> once you're on the Chiefs, you probably, by default, have to be down with the Mahomes family entirely. Question, yeah. Question for you two. As former cheerleaders, do you think if you lived in today's day and age and were currently in high school, would you be doing TikTok dances and shit? Most definitely. I would say most definitely not because our coach absolutely would have never let us. Like she would have sat us down and been like, you guys go on TikTok, you're off the team. I see you in your cheer uniform on TikTok, canceled. We it would not be in allowed. our cheer uniform. It would just be for fun. We like my Instagram, my Facebook, my social media in high school was so scaled back. I didn't post anything because she was crazy. Like she watched us like a hawk, which I appreciate that now because looking back at other people who like got into trouble on social media in high school, it's like, I'm glad at least I had her to like remind me to like keep my shit to myself. But no, we would not have been allowed to be on TikTok. I can say that with extreme confidence. Like clean stuff, Alyssa, nothing crazy. No, she would have not let us do anything. Like, she would have been like, don't represent yourselves that way. You're representing Monavis to cheer. Like, oh, you God. can't be doing that. Like, 100%, we would have not been allowed to have TikTok accounts. We would have not been able to post ourselves. No, that would have been a hard no. We could have had accounts on TikTok. We, yeah, we could have had account. We could have browsed. We could have scrolled. But as soon as we put our face out there, off the team, canceled. I mean, it's hard to say. As someone who was canceled for cheer, <laughs> I know. You know, I was. I've been there. Wait, I've you got canceled? canceled by Brittany? How'd you get? Yeah, canceled? I got canceled. What's the story behind it? I got kicked off a captain, and she threatened to kick me off the team, but then she realized she needed me too much, so she's like, "You can't kick Alyssa off the team." And I'm like, "Yeah, bitch, you thought." What'd you do? You. What'd you do? I did a lot of things. It's a long story, dude. Honestly, though, I think but anyway. Britney retaliated. If this was in work and corporate America, Britney would be fired. <laughs> oh, no. Britney was like one time the vice principal like called me into his office to be like, let me talk to you about the cheer drama. And I was like, sir, I actually couldn't give a shit about this. You want to kick me off the team? Kick me off the fucking team. Like, see what the fuck they're going to do without me. And then he's like, no, we don't actually want to kick you off the team. Britney's just mad. And I'm like, okay let her be mad like i don't know what the fuck you want from me i'm also a child so like why are all of you adults out here like worrying about what the fuck i'm up to like this was it was so dumb i hated it i was in trouble a lot Dude, yeah thinking back to being in the structure of a school setting was so stupid having to ask if i could fucking piss or if i or, or else i'm gonna fucking piss myself and like get permission to do so that's the dumbest shit i've ever heard of in my life no none of it was good and like when i turned 18 i stopped going to class most of the time and they like called me into the office on that time too. And they're like, you're 18. We can't force you to go to class, but we can take away your permissions. We can take away cheer. And I literally looked at him. I was like, dude, cheer took away itself. I already got kicked <laughs> off a captain. I'm not doing shit on the team. You want to take me off the fucking team? Do it. Like, what the fuck you want from me, dude? And he was like, dude, well, we don't actually, he was like, we don't actually want to take you off the team. We just want you to go to school. And I'm like, all right, I'll fucking go to school, dude. Like enough. Yeah. Yo, you've been a G since day one. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just was really lazy because senior <laughs> year I had enough credits to graduate where I only needed three classes. But then like you are not a full-time student unless you have four classes. Oh, so they dude, were like, yeah. you're not actually a full-time student. We're not getting funding for you. Like you need to go to school. And I'm like, but I don't need to go to school. Like I can graduate without going to school. And they're like, no, no, yeah. but we need your money. And I'm like, fuck all of this. So I added a TA. No, dude, they, they let me, they let me TA twice. That's when you know me and Nick became friends. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got a TA. And then me and Nick just dicked around all the time. That's hilarious. So anyway, circling back. That's why circling. we would have never, we would have never been on TikTok. Circling <laughs> back. So all of that circling back, but Hot Zone will soon be on TikTok. Shout out to Wait, our what? new social media manager, <laughs> Joyce Lou. Yes. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, those, I think we covered pretty much everyone that I think will be a hot pick from the draft this season, this upcoming season. And I think I definitely learned a lot from our special guest, Hubert. Um, Alyssa, I think you did as well. I mean, it's, Time to get I learned right. more in this episode than I've learned in all previous episodes. Not to shade Unicole, but this one will actually help me draft. Whereas the rest of them, it was mostly like, who's being a fuckboy this week kind of thing. Where this now, I'm like, okay, yes, this is who I should pick up in two weeks when we draft. I know. I was being goofy in the offseason, and I had to have Hubert steer me back into being driven, focused. No longer looking at the at the physical hotness, looking only at the points, the numbers, stats, number crunching. Yeah, you still should, though. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm actually curious, of all the wide receivers, who do you think is the most attractive? That is a very good question. Running backs are a little bit thick, and, like, they're not as attractive. Probably Debo. Debo? Okay. I don't know. Who would you pick? Me? Let's look at the list. Either of you. Um, I need to do a little search. I, just, I love Debo's vibe. I think Debo is such a like a happy guy, and his joy that he has all the time just makes me feel some kind of way. You want a man to smile, you know? My ex never smiled, so I like to, <laughs> it up. I like to switch it up. <laughs> I threw that in just for you, um, Hubert. I love it. He is very jolly, Debo. Yeah, that is a very good question. I would probably have to go with Jamar Chase. I think he's spicy. You think he's spicy? He's very wide receivers are attractive. There's some good looking. There's some good looking tight ends. <laughs> Nicole, do you know what Jamar Chase looks like? He's cute. Okay. Right? No, I don't think so. What about that's your vibe? Okay. What about DK Metcalf? Oh no, OBJ. That's easy. OBJ, most attractive. OBJ, he's cute, but I just keep thinking of that story about him. The poop? Yes. What's wrong with a little bit of poop? I think Jamar is cute, Alyssa. Uh, we have different tastes. I think DJ Metcalf is cute, but he's the one that I thought was gay. Yeah, no, DK he, he, Metcalf, yeah. not DJ. <laughs> oh, DJ <laughs> Moore is very cute, though. DJ Moore is cute. What about Stefan Diggs? Stefan Diggs does have a nice face. I obviously can't Google this quickly, so you guys can't throw out names so fast. Stefan Diggs looks like he's a child. How old is this person? Uh, like late twenties, like us. I mean, we're we're uh, we're, we're oh yeah, yeah we're mid twenties. Sorry, forever. We're upper twenties. Twenty five for life. 
Oh yeah. We're lying about yeah. it. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. 25 for sure. I'm like just about to turn 26. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Stefan Diggs is nothing to me. I'm sticking with Debo. I think Terry McLaurin also is pretty cute. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, t- Terry. I feel like his name's not Terry. Oh, yeah. it is Terry, dude. Okay, let me. I look think a nice let face. Him. Let me look him up. Oh, he does have a nice right? face. Cute. Yeah. Huber, who do you, you guys, think? Who do you happy. think is a hot person, the hottest wide receiver? Dude, OBJ. Uh, like not really though. All the swag. It's about the swag. Oh, he uh, was up- actually okay. Now that I'm like relooking at OBJ, like yeah, arguably he is one of the better looking ones. Hubert. I just don't want the beard. The beard is too much. Yes, I don't like the beard either. Trim that down. So I guess if OBJ had the trimmed beard, yeah, Hubert. But who do you think is the hottest coach in the NFL? Let's see. Me. Head coach. Me. Yeah, dude, she's definitely the best head coach. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you Hubert! Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, wait, Hubert. Yeah, say your favorite head coach and then let's wrap it up because it's this has gone on for almost two hours. I'm going to say Dan Campbell because he's just a passionate fucking man. Who the man. fuck is that? Ooh. Dan Campbell, Lions head coach. Obviously, I've what? never Man don't watch Lions games. You guys, he's he's not he's not attractive, but like watching him on Hard Knocks, he's this he's that man guy. Is not attractive at all. Wait till you hear him speak. Does it make his face look different? Because I don't think that's no, it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't no, not at all. Not at all. No, I think face wise, he's not bad. He looks very like he knows how to get shit done, kind of. Dan Campbell looks like the man who, like, oh, he's a man. I don't even know, voted for Donald Trump, and like maybe was there on January sixth, ready to like <laughs> rally the Capitol. You know, oh my Dan God, Campbell Alyssa. is a mega head, and I can yeah. just tell. I can look at him and be like, yeah. Dude, you're all you're all in for now. Team we're MAGA. getting political with the pod. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's time to wrap it up and clap it up, guys. Okay. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> All right, I want to say thank you to Hubert for kicking off the beginning of everyone's draft for fantasy. I don't know if other people are experiencing this issue, but it has been so hard to figure out a time to draft for both of the fantasy leagues I'm in. We have a time um, for both of them. Although they're both on the same day. Oh, settled. Is it? Yeah, they're both going to be on the 28th. Oh. Oh, good. I can go to my Barry's class on Friday. Great. Um, <laughs> I was so worried about that. So I'm stoked. <laughs> Anyways, 28th works for me that Sunday. Um, yeah. All right. But um, yeah, either way, the drafts are coming. Do your mock draft. Listen to our podcast and let's get ready for game day, guys. I, I would just want to say thanks for having me. You guys are killing it out there uh we're gonna get you guys some sponsors soon and yeah huge fan of the show thank you so much we appreciate it thank you hubert all right well audience let us know what you think about hubert in our comments and dms and let's all get ready for the draft together the season is coming up baby
Yeah, feel free to slide in my DM too. Okay. <laughs> on that note, let's call it. Thanks, Thanks for, for keeping it hot.